1: And the collection is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oil. So experience something new and discover what's good with the Pantene Nutrient Blends Collection.
2: I just realized that the first letter of every line of this review <laughs>
1: spells help me. <laughs> it seems like everyone's a critic these days, blessing the world with our slightest opinions, all on our own mini-platform. I'm Scott Janovitz,
2: And I'm Greg Conley. We're the hosts of Citizen Critic, a new podcast where we critique the critics and review the reviews of your favorite movies, music, television, toasters,
1: toiletries, and paint colors. Listen to Citizen Critic on the iHeartRadio app,
2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Bridget, and this is Annie, and this is Stuff Mom Never Told You. And it's May. If you're in high school, you know what that means. Prom season. I was going to say
1: testing season. <laughs> but
2: well, yes. I guess it's like exams, too. End of the
1: year. Yeah, You end get of the your year. test and your prom, which is, I believe, a very distinctly North American thing. Yes.
2: Yes. So for folks out there who maybe don't know what prom is, maybe you live someplace where prom is not the norm, what is prom, Annie? Okay,
1: well, it's this dance, essentially, that takes place towards the end of the year, typically April, May, or June, in American high schools. And it is a big, big deal. Big deal. You've probably seen prom promposals a lot now. That was not a thing when I was in high school. Was that a thing when you were in high school? No.
2: No. <laughs> I mean, it was in that someone would ask you to prom. They didn't do it with a, you know— Giant cookie that said the word prom in a question mark. That's, I don't know when that started. That was not <laughs> a thing when I was in high
1: school at all. I believe it was 2014 ish. I, I was reading an article before this and they called that year peak prom. So maybe around that time. Um, so th- those are elaborate engagement esque things, skits, schemes where you ask people out, Sk- <laughs> <laughs> usually the girl. Um, if you can, you get a limo, you go out to eat. You get a nice suit or dress. You do the whole pinning of the corsage. It took me forever to remember what that was. Um, it's a rose. It's like a nice rose usually, or a flower. Um, you might get a bad spray tan. You might drink some very cheap alcoholic punch illegally in the U.S. Um, it's a whole thing, and it, um, apparently, <laughs> it's a whole thing where you might lose your virginity. Three to five percent of American teens lose their virginity on prom night, one study found.
2: Did you? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You don't have to answer that. But what, did you do prom? Was prom a thing for you?
1: It was, and before, right before we started recording, I learned that Bridget was prom princess. I wasn't going to bring it up.
2: I'm trying to be low-key. Annie, I mean, (laughs) uh, all right, well, we can talk about it. I mean, first of all, don't treat me any differently. I'm just like anyone else. You're royalty. I didn't know. I mean, you haven't been calling me Princess Bridget, and I was going to say something, but... I'm glad that you brought it up, because now we can fix it. So yeah, Yeah. I I would like to be addressed by Princess Bridget. Okay. You'll note that I was not prom queen. That was my friend Abby Pillsbury, who won prom queen. But I was prom princess, which is one rung below queen. Mm -hmm. Um, And together, with more of our classmates, we ruled as prom court. So I got to wear a sash. Were you a tyrant? How was Um, your rule? Bloody. (laughs) 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 Heads rolled.
1: Sure, yeah. Oh, man. I had a very different experience at prom. My junior year, there's a local country club in my town. My town was very, very small. So this country club, even though it's in the town, was like 30 minutes away. It's up a mountain. I lived way up in the mountains. Um, And I was the designated driver, and I I drove like a group of five friends in my car. And uh, my enemy, Jessica who shall remain last nameless. Uh, she won prom queen, but I knew she cheated. And we got in a fight. And we pushed each other, and people fell in the pool. And I got kicked out of prom, and I was designated driver. So all your all friends, friends died in front driving go. accidents. No, they had to come with me. I was like, we, we have to leave now. They were like, what? I'm, like, well, I'm sorry, I'm getting kicked out, and I'm the car, so you've got to come with Wait, me. Wait,
2: how did she cheat at prom?
1: She cheated... Um,
2: With the ballot box. Oh, she stuffed the box. Just like in Carrie. Yes. Does this story end with someone getting pig's blood dumped on them?
1: I'd rather not comment on that, Bridget.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I haven't thought about prom in years. I still have some pictures. My date, uh, his name was—I don't want to say his last name. His first name was Josh. Mm -hmm. He uh, had, at the time, and probably still today— Sleeve tattoos, including tattoos on his knuckles that spelled out the word bookworm. Oh. Um, he came to prom wearing a top hat and a, carrying a cane and tails. <laughs> Mr. I Peanut? Know, yeah, it was actually Mr. Peanut. <laughs> um, what's funny is that I, I don't want to say any specific details, but I was definitely more interested in one of my female classmates that I went to prom with than I was in my own date.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I went in a large group of friends, and we went to Ruby Tuesday. Oh, you
2: still remember the restaurant?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, because ours? I'm disappointed to this day. <laughs> was
2: it bad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we went to a very—I mean, it's still open. We went to a very hip restaurant in Richmond, Virginia, at, at the hip at the time. I thought um, Edo's Squid, and it was a downtown sort of—you know—it's—it's um, it's maybe not super hip at the time. It's like a downtown restaurant. We felt very grown up. Hmm.
1: Oh. There's that whole aspect of, like, we're fancy adults now. Look at us being so cosmopolitan. Um, I got asked to prom by this guy that I turned down because I didn't think I was going to go. I was pretty sure it was going to be lame, and it was. And that's not saying all proms are, but this one specifically I was pretty sure was going to be lame. But he ended up, um, he was so angry about the whole thing That uh, the next week, he published a book um, on—he had all of the social security numbers of everybody in the school and instructions on how to build a bomb. (gasps) And he is not allowed—he went to jail. Uh, He had a $92,000 scholarship to NASA. He went to jail. And he's not allowed within the city limits ever again.
2: That's— Horrifying. I mean,
1: it, I'm sure it wasn't just me. I'm well, sure. Well, no, obviously. It, uh, it was I mean, like a yeah. tipping point of, uh, oh, man. Anyway, my problem was a very interesting problem. <laughs> oh, my God. But we're, yeah, we're going to come back to that subject of um, not handling rejection well. It wasn't I mean, on purpose, though.
2: Understatement of the damn century. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: will say wasn't he didn't it
2: wasn't. Take it well, weirdly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know? He just didn't handle it as as well as he could <laughs> he have. He was very
2: classy about it.
1: No. I. Yeah, it wasn't on purpose. I'll say on my end, I, I honestly didn't think I was going to go. And then my friends were like, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life if you don't go. And then I went and was like, no. <laughs> I could have stayed home. It was a very boring prom. And the next year, because of all the kerfuffle, we had it in our gym. We didn't go back to the country club. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah.
1: Anyway. um, so <laughs>
2: that that took me off guard,
1: <laughs> getting back, back on track. Um, back when I went and when you went, uh, it sounds like it wasn't as big of a thing as it is now with the promposals and everything. And the current price tag of prom in the U.S. is $978. What? That's so much money.
2: Yeah, in my... Household, I basically got one fancy dress. So it was like, this is going to be your prom dress? This is going to be your homecoming dress? This is it going to be your whatever you need to do that's fancy dress? You better like this dress.
1: Because <laughs> this is it.
2: I actually, this is so stupid. My prom dress was white because I thought I might have to get married in this dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like, that's, I don't know. <laughs> that's actually kind of smart. You were being thrifty. Yeah, I thought I would have to wear it. You're going
2: to be the same size for the <laughs> rest not, of your I life. Just, this was very wishful thinking. Yeah. <laughs> On all fronts, <laughs> except for the front where I can't afford an additional dress yeah. 10 years later.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's a it's an odd combination of, like, wishful and morose. <laughs> I also, for my prom, my parents were like, nope, we're not going to spend the money on the dress. So I had been a bridesmaid at my cousin's wedding that year, and I just wore the bridesmaid dress, which it was a nice dress. I have, I have no qualms with that. So we're going to talk a little bit about the history of prom and then prom's future, its present. But first, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor.
0: Okay, so a recent study found that a great hair day makes you happier and more confident. But that same study also revealed that 95% of women don't feel great about their hair.
1: I can definitely relate to the confidence part because if my hair is doing something...
0: And Sundays on NBC, watch it live. There's sure to be big twists and huge surprises. So
1: you'll want to enjoy your Good Girls experience in a spoiler-free zone.
0: The all-new, all-hilarious season of Good Girls, Sundays on NBC and stream anytime.
1: And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Okay, so some brief prom history. Prom is the shortened form of promenade, which is that thing when guests at a formal party are sort of presented and introduced via something like a parade. We don't really do this anymore, or I'm sure some people do. But uh, this was a bigger thing, the, like, late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, And it was meant to be an event that promoted social etiquette and manners. It was to show the youth.
2: So something sort of like cotillion. Yes. Yeah, I did cotillion. Did you really? That's why I'm so well-mannered. That, oh, that and being a princess. Being a princess bring royalty. Yeah, it's in my blood. Oh, so. <laughs>
1: that's probably why you got the, the award. Because I was
2: so well-mannered. You were like, wow, she
1: is, she is royalty. We're fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just in her blood, clearly. <laughs> I actually don't know what cotillion is. That's the manners thing, right? Oh, so
2: cotillion, oh, let me tell you. Basically cotillion, it's kind of like prom. Um, you spend a set amount of time l- taking or learning Manner. So basically learning how to use a knife and fork the right way, learning how to, you know, the salad fork from the dinner fork or what have you, learning how to properly make a phone call. So, you know, if a boy calls the house, oh. how are you to address him? That <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I still don't know. Uh, I can teach you off mic. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, yeah. And so basically, you, I think it's like a week of these classes and boys take them and girls take them. And at the end, there's a little ceremony that's kind of like a prom where you're supposed to sort of show off what you've learned and you wear a dress and you wear gloves and there's a little dinner and it's supposed to be sort of showing like, Oh, you've learned the skills for polite society. You can, you can come out into polite society. Uh, and, you know, you know, you know, your dinner forks and
1: <laughs> you can be a successful human person. <laughs> Clearly.
2: Is this the same? Is
1: this debutante? It's a little, it's sort of like that. Okay. Cause I, I thought they were the same, but I, I wanted to make sure um, this whole prom thing started with co-ed banquets at American universities in the 19th century. And from there, it spread to high schools in the 20th century. 1920 marked the first high school, quote, Democratic debutante ball. But it was only open to white people and mostly middle to upper class white people. Um, And then with the Great Depression of the 1930s, several principals in the Chicago area canceled prom to save students from being psychologically wounded. Is because you couldn't afford to go? I don't know. That's oof. Um, By the 1940s, with teenage culture alive and well, the thing skewed younger and younger, and that's pretty much around the time that the prom, as we know it, solidified. After World War II ended and all that disposable income was coming in in the 1950s, prom moved out of the gym, which is where it was traditionally held, and into the country club. The 50s also came with this life advice for us ladies— Girls who try to usurp the right of boys to choose their own dates will ruin a good dating career.
2: First of all, I love that it's considered a career. I know. <laughs> it should be. I it's mean, work. it's hard to work.
1: I texted a friend the other day. Like, I was flirting with this guy at a bar, and he, he left to go get a drink, and I texted a friend, and I was like, I don't remember flirting with a cute guy being this hard, much hard work, but it is. Ugh, My the, brain is like, Who's got the time? <laughs> 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 You're like... Let's get rid of this whole flirting <laughs> business. Yeah, this <just>, yeah. <laughs> it needs to be a service.
2: Yes. You can get cookies delivered to your door at 2 a.m. You should be able to also get an orgasm delivered. That's all I'm saying.
1: The future, Bridget. Somebody get on that. <laughs> but now we're talking about the past. Um in 1963, President Kennedy's Beverly Hilton. a plate fundraiser was rescheduled for prom that was set to take place at the same time. That blows my mind. Like Kennedy, sir, it's going to be a bunch of high schoolers here trying to pretend that they've got all these manners and social etiquette training you're going to have to find somewhere else. Um,
2: (laughs) That's wild. Isn't it?
1: A little over a decade later, President Ford's daughter had her high school prom at the White House, and this is the only time that's ever happened. One organizer later said of it, I had to choose a band that didn't have any kind of drug charge. It was pretty hard.
2: (laughs) I wonder who they got. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's 1963. God, I bet they were all, they all were smoking jazz cigarettes back then.
1: (laughs) I bet it was quite difficult. Um, Stephen King's Carrie came out in 1974, if uh, you don't know what that's about. It's essentially, it culminates in prom, of prom gone wrong.
2: Yeah, so, Carrie was a, was a seminal film for me, especially seminal in my understanding of prom, and I think the fact that that movie, so if you don't know the movie, basically the plot is, Carrie is this this outcast girl in her school. It's Sissy SpaceX. She has this long, mousy hair that she, you she reads as the troubled girl, we'll put it yeah. that way, and her mom is this, is this religious fanatic who is basically abusing her and she realizes that she has telekinetic power. She can move things with her mind by, by focusing on them. And her classmates, who are very cruel, pay, play this prank on her where there's one classmate who is genuinely trying to be nice and that she has her boyfriend ask her to prom so that Carrie can feel accepted. But then these mean girls completely pervert that gesture. They rig the prom so that she wins prom queen and then they pour pig's blood on her. Also, a young John Travolta is not it. Oh uh, what? yeah, he's the he's the like bad guy boyfriend. Oh. Um and so when this happens, Carrie loses her and kills everybody in the prom and so she with, with her mind and so she uses her mind to, you know, start fires and flood the school and all of that, and by the end everyone's dead. Mm-hmm. And it culminates so there are two big things in that movie, her getting her period yeah. and prom. And I think for me, it bookends what is supposed to be these seminal things in a young girl's life. Getting your period, you know, kind of starts this intense thing of becoming, quote-unquote, becoming a woman, and then you end your high school career, your, like, girlhood career, for lack of a better word, with this big party, prom. And it's supposed to sort of, I think that movie really nicely encapsulates what we are supposed to think of as your sort of big seminal moment of a young woman's life.
1: Yeah, um... I agree, and that's another movie we could do a whole uh, Sminty
2: Sminty 3000, MSDK 3000. And the really bad, but actually kind of good sequel, Carry to the Rage. Oh, I never saw Carry to <laughs> the like Rage. It's like terrible, but actually kind of good. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll add it to our
1: list. Um, the film came out in 1976. And kind of going off what you were saying, Bridget, um, I did read a lot of um, articles about how prom has become such a big thing now and it's almost like marriage where we have built it into these there's too big of expectations and people are consistently left down they're expecting way too much out of prom and then it, it's like me where i go to the gym and the music's too quiet and everyone's just kind of sitting there sullenly i'm not saying all proms are like that mine was particularly lame but you get your expectations it's even out in middle school some people are already thinking about oh prom, it's this thing, it's this big event. And then it happens, and it's a kind of hopefully enjoyable, but it's probably not what you imagined.
2: Yeah, my memories of my prom was pretty good. Um, I went the guy that I mentioned earlier with the bookworm knuckle tattoo was my then boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um so there was no in, there was no expectation of asking or being asked. It was just, we were going to go together because we are dating. Mm-hmm. Um, we met a big group of friends. We didn't get a limo. I drove my car there. Um, they The music actually was really good. They played, this was, I'm dating myself, but our, you know how there's like a song that you think of as like your prom song? Yeah. Ours was One More Time by Daft Punk, uh, which <laughs> yeah. became a very like, even even to this day, is a, it's that song has showed up in my life mm-hmm. a lot, and I rem- I remember I remember having a moment of this actually. I mean, this is like a wholesome. As I'm remembering this now, I'm thinking of my promise like a very. I'm remembering it in a very wholesome way, which was just all my friends out on the dance floor dancing to One More Time by Daft Punk, and just feeling really happy and sort of you know. I, I, and I also went to a really small all-girl school, so there was not oh. you know. I think that kind of was part of it that like you could go to prom if, even if you didn't have a date like it wasn't i guess my school really took a lot of the stress out of it there was none of the stress of promposal mm-hmm. none of the stress of i have to have a date yeah most people who went did not have a date it was mostly girls i'm mean, some of the girls who had boys in their lives or whatever mm-hmm. um I think if I was in school now, I would feel it would be way too much pressure. The way that we deal with prom yeah. these days, like, I, being expected to have a promposal and all of that mm-hmm. would be way too much. And I think I think this is a different conversation, but I think that social media, and I talk about social media so much on this show, but I think mm-hmm. it's because it's cha- it's warped things in our life in ways that we maybe don't even see. There are so many things in a young person's life that before the ubiquity of social media were one way, and now they're another. Yeah. Somebody made a great point on Twitter: um, how, particularly for Black women, there's this thing now when you graduate high school or college, you have to sort of take this kind of very specifically posed graduation picture of you in your cap and gown, where like you also look, where you look sexy, but you're graduating, uh-huh. and it's, you, and then you post it on Twitter with like, you know, your stats. You know, I can't, I was raised by a single mom, and now I'm graduating, and it's it's very. It's very good in a kind of way, it's very celebratory, but it's, like, we have made the milestones in our life. We have attached them with so much expectation because of social media that you have to do it a certain kind of way. Like, if you just graduate high school and you're awkward and, you know, you you squeaked through, thank God, if you're (laughs) like me— you you and you, you don't have a if you don't have an experience that's worthy of bragging on social media you're like doing it wrong and i think prom is the same kind of thing where yeah my kind of understated in, but enjoyable prom is like a thing of the past now yeah. it's if, if somebody didn't show up at your house with a dozen roses and then like take a picture that goes viral on the local news you've like done it wrong <laughs> and that's i'm so glad i don't i'm not a young person today
1: yeah i i learned very quickly And yes, this is a sidebar. And then we will return to the history of prom. I am not a good person on social media. Like, it it depressed me. I would see what other people are doing. And I would feel so like I am not living up to what they are doing. And I mean, everyone is presenting a certain aspect. That's just how it is. But I, I as a person, couldn't, like, handle that. And I would have been very miserable to be going to prom during social media. That's for sure. And now, (laughs) back to the history. Okay. Um, in 1979, the first openly gay couple in the U.S. Um, had police protection in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, the following year, a federal judge sides with a male high school senior from Rhode Island after his principal had rejected his request to bring a male date. Uh, and then we move into the 80s, which could be called the decade of prom when it comes to Hollywood. You got uh, Pretty in Pink, Back to the Future, Footloose, Valley Girl. Um, And as long as prom has been around, it's been kind of a battleground for changing societal norms. In 1994, a principal in Alabama was sued after he warned prom would be canceled if any interracial couples attended. And to this day, some schools still have anti-gay bans. Rather than allow a female student bring her girlfriend, a Mississippi school canceled prom all together.
2: Yeah, it's very interesting how proms kind of have always been this battleground for social issues And that legacy really remains kind of unchanged today, even in 2018. Just last month here in Atlanta, two students, Joel Lerner and Carter Herbert, the high school band conductor and the high school class president, were both nominated by the students of their school at Chattahoochee High to be prom kings. But they were told by school administrators that two guys could not be two prom kings as a couple. And I think the students there tried to rally to change the rule, and the school kind of to their credit, they said, give us a proposal of changing this rule and we'll look into changing it. But honestly, like, how hard is it? Also, yeah. who? yes, like, g- I get what they're going for. Like, make the kids show some gumption and write a proposal and maybe yeah. we'll change it. But also, just change the f***ing rule. I mean, who gives a right? right? Like, yeah. it would mean a lot to the kids. These things are arbitrary anyway. What What, are the, what is this? What do these administrators care at a certain point?
1: Yeah, and also, like, wouldn't the proposal just be change the rule (laughs) (laughs) change it it's like oh okay (laughs) two kings cool (laughs) like i don't understand what they were supposed to or i don't know
2: yeah and in buffalo student bishop elliott says that mckinley high school has a history of policies that exclude lgbtq students including the principal's alleged denial of him and a fellow student's request for a gay straight alliance Just a week before prom, he sued the principal for allegedly policing same sex couples at school dances. In a federal lawsuit, the 18 year old school junior says students buying couples tickets for dances are asked for the name of their dates. Those naming same sex partners are not permitted to purchase the couples passes, he claims. The New York Civil Liberties Union filed a complaint against the school's principal, Crystal Bowling Barton, and the Buffalo School District is also a defendant. So, really, you would think that these issues. Are things of the past, but they're kind of not. I mean, prom continues to be this battleground where social issues sort of explode. And furthermore, you were talking earlier about racial segregation in proms. Again, that might sound like something that is a thing totally of the past, but not so. In fact, Wilcox County High School here in Georgia didn't have its first racially integrated prom until 2014, only four years ago. Instead of one big prom for everybody, parents and their children would organize private, off-site, racially segregated parties known to most as, quote, white prom and black prom. Now, after students planned their own integrated dance, school leaders said that they would sponsor the school's first integrated prom for everyone. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it sounds like something that would be happening years and years and years ago, Mm -hmm. but that's not even that long ago. And Georgia isn't even the only state where this is going down. What is that experience like for mixed race kids or for yeah. Latino kids or for Indian kids? Like it's such a binary mm-hmm. that is that it leaves out so many. So I'm just thinking about all the kids who are left out, kids in interracial relationships, kids who aren't black or white. It just is such a or I wonder if it's non-white prom and white prom. I don't know. I just it just seems such a weird binary. Like how how would you enforce it? I'm I, mis- I have I have so many questions. I do, too.
1: And what a weird, just what a strange experience to know, like, in high school that you're going to have these two separate proms. To me, that, like, my brain cannot (laughs) process that.
2: It's a lot. So I do actually have a few sweet stories. I know we have a long way to go, but... There are some, some you know, not awful prom. Beacons of hope. Beacons of prom hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prope, if you will. <laughs> this year, two male students were taking their prom pictures uh, as a group of rowdy patrons at a rooftop bar were nearby. Uh, the patrons kept shouting at all the couples who were walking by, clearly going to prom, like, kiss, kiss, kiss. Mm-hmm. So when they walked by, a couple had a moment of, you know, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Uh, rowdy bar patrons screamed at them, kiss, kiss, kiss. And they thought, oh, God, you know, if we kiss, it's a trick. We kiss, what's gonna happen? Mm -hmm. And they kissed and the kid said "The crowd went wild. The kid said, when me and Colin walked by, they chanted kiss him over and over again. We were a little hesitant about it because we were nervous, obviously to see if something bad would happen to us. Then we kissed and they all went crazy. Everyone went wild and was cheering, happy, so proud of us. They kept being like, do it again and it felt so good. I don't even know how it felt. I just never felt like that. And that is super sweet. Yeah. It's nice. I mean it's I'm I'm happy that these young people felt supported. Um, I think I'll be even happier when two guys going to prom together and kissing each other as dates. It's it's not, you know, a big deal. I'm happy right. I'm really on the one hand, I'm I'm thrilled that these kids had a moment that affirmed that they were supported by their community because man, that feels good. But yeah. I'll be even happier when it's just accepted that, you know your love is, is valid and that you don't need to hide it and that you, in a kind of way, it makes me sad that this is a viral moment because yeah. in my dream of dreams, two, you know, a same-sex couple going to prom together would not be viral news. It would just be commonplace because it should be.
1: Yeah, pretty much like you said, it, it makes me really happy and also really sad because they shouldn't have that worry. Um should just be able to be happy with the person you're with and that's your business and I, I'm happy for you if you're happy. Like, it feels weird because you don't want to make someone feel othered by being overtly, like, really happy for them, but you want them to feel the same thing that heteronormative couples exactly. take for granted.
2: It's a lot of what we were talking about in our episode on disability. Yeah, I was thinking where, that too. Where, you know, you— when you have a viral feel-good promposal where it's a person with disabilities being asked to prom, um, oh, by the way, a very, very helpful listener wrote in to tell me that in that episode, I said, disabled people, and you really should say people with disabilities. And I got that wrong. So when you have someone who is a person with disabilities who's being asked to prom, and that becomes a heartwarming viral moment, on the one hand, we get it. You know, people want to feel good. But actually, what you're saying is that this person being asked to prom—they're not being asked because they're a rad person who should be asked to prom because they're a f*ing rock. It, someone is doing a charity, and that well, oh, good for them. That's so brave. And yeah. I, I want to live in a world where everyone's everyone feels desired and supported and affirmed, and we're not otherizing people when they, you know, when someone asks them to prom or when they when these kind of things happen. And so, on the one hand. I'm I'm happy that these kids had a sweet moment. But on the other hand, I want to live in a world where that moment is commonplace. And, of course, it will be affirmed. Like, why wouldn't it be affirmed? It's not news that it was affirmed. Right. Yeah, exactly. Another sort of, um, I think, marker of progress on the prom front. In May 2010, Corey Ray became the first trans prom queen. She writes on her website, For fun, I decided that I would attempt to fulfill my dream of being prom queen. I made my Facebook name Corey, prom queen Wagner, and soon enough, I was nominated. At prom, I was nervous. I had an underlying feeling that my dream would come true. And then my world changed forever, our class president said, and our junior prom queen is Corey Wagner. The whole room went wild, screaming and applauding for me. I had never felt more loved by my peers in my entire life. The night was perfect. I couldn't have been more proud of myself and my high school for being so accepting and open minded. And honestly, Shout out to Corey! You need to go to Corey's website and check out the picture of her winning prom queen because sis is beaming. Like I was like, <laughs> she looks so happy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, my heart is melting. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um,
1: and this year, Nico Nelson won prom queen at Homestead High School in Wisconsin, and she wrote, "I didn't win prom queen for being a transgender girl. I won prom queen for being Nico Nelson."
2: Hell yeah, Nico. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. On the one hand, it is very important to acknowledge what is historic markers of progressivism, right? A a Mm -hmm. trans girl winning prom queen in Wisconsin is f***ing rad. But on the other hand, I love that Nico knows that she didn't win because she's trans. This isn't some charity act. She won because she's probably a really cool girl.
1: Yeah, Nico does sound really cool. We have another aspect of prom to touch on, and it's S-E-X. But first, we have one last quick break for a word from our sponsor. (laughs)
2: No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with Geico. It's almost better than sports.
1: And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. It's time to talk about sex,
2: baby. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you. Bridget, never let me down. (laughs) Fun fact I once met Salt and Pepper at the NBC Green Room, and it was the best day of my life.
1: Oh. It was so many questions.
2: I it was one. It's one of the top five best moments of my life. Oh man! I bet. Did you sing? Did you? (laughs) I was definitely creeping them out with my intensity. I was. (laughs) I could tell they were like, "This person is going to skin us alive and wear us like like masks." I was like giving them all this intense energy, and they could feel it, and it was Mm -hmm. weird, but I didn't care. I was so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Apart from salt
1: and pepper, we wanted to talk about. Sex, the at prom, more like uh, how girls, what they wear, has been policed.
2: Oh, so heavily policed. Yeah. If you listen to one of the earlier episodes that we did around dress codes, this will sound pretty familiar to you. Mm -hmm. Basically, prom is kind of a time where policing women's bodies comes through via dress codes. And what's interesting is that you don't really see a lot of dress codes for male students. It's really only for young women. Sometimes the dress codes get a little gross. You know, keeping in mind that these are adults policing the dress of young people, it kind of can get a little bit creepy the, the way that, that it's talked about. Well, you be the judge, Anna. You tell me what you think. In response to an article called School Dress Codes Have a Serious Sexism Problem, Plymouth Christian High School principal in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Jim Bazin, wrote a piece about how prom dress codes are there to keep girls from becoming, quote, sex objects. And honestly, it's just kind of weird to me. He writes, By requiring female students to dress modestly, we are not penalizing them. We are protecting them. Exclamation point. We do not want the girls to be considered, quote, sex objects. God forbid. Their worth is so much greater than that. We don't want them going out with people who want them only for their body, parentheses, for sex, Mm. close parentheses. We desire the best for them. We don't want them to be a statistic. Parentheses, teen pregnancy, etc. He also writes, "Women should not be afraid of their sexuality. Women should be afraid of those who admire them only for their quote great body. We would like them to preserve this wonderful gift parentheses virginity. In case you were like, what gift is that? <laughs> for their quote one and only. Yes, this is how we spend our educational energy teaching our children to respect themselves and each other. And." I don't know. That just reads as weird to me.
1: (laughs) That feels very gross. Um,
2: And this is a high school principal writing about high school girls.
1: Yes. This reminds me of um, a writing assignment. There was this teacher at my high school and she was notoriously tough. So tough. Like, people would whisper her name. Did you get Miss Tipton? Like, you knew who she was. She was really hardcore. Grammar, everything. And she would call you out on this... Similar to what this principal wrote so much for, I feel like what he's trying to do is use language that he doesn't really know, as like he knows that people on the quote other side of the issue would use, and he's trying to turn it around and mm. say, "I know it. I know what you're worried about, but I know that too. But this is what I'm doing. I'm actually more worried than you are." Yes. About this thing.
2: I hate that technique.
1: Yeah, and my she would have called him
2: out. I bet if my I sent this to in, her, she'd be like, Yeah, I would love <laughs> like to see this tipped in tear Jim Bazin comma, high school principal, a new one, because this is weird and gross.
1: Yeah, and he's also trying to. I feel like a lot of Oh, I can't remember the word, but it's when you do that at emotional um kind of it's like really thin. And any kind of fact or any substance doll is just emotional. So Basically, we all want to protect our our young women, don't we? We're all on the same side here, right? You know, and so you're the monster for disagreeing. Like, how
2: dare you want... Yeah, how how dare you want a girl to wear what she wants at prom, How dare
1: you want a woman to be seen as a sex object? I would never want such a thing. That's why she must only wear this (laughs) modest
2: dress. (laughs) Yeah, also what I hate about this, and, and I think that this comes up in our dress code episode as well, is that lecturing girls about how they are dressed... Pretty much says that boys have no responsibility to be able to control every sexual urge that they have, and so saying that, oh, if you're dressed sexy at prom, boys will want to have sex with you. Therefore, you need to cover up so that doesn't happen. What about teaching boys that, yeah, you're maybe you're gonna see a sexy girl with a slit in her dress at prom, and maybe that you're gonna have feelings about that, but you got to deal with it. Like you, we, in the adult world, people get distracted by other people's bodies all the time, and you don't need to act on it. It's not a big deal. It isn't the young woman's responsibility to change her behavior in order to keep him from being distracted or feeling like he needs to act on it or whatever. We should be teaching boys that, yeah, you're going to be in the world with people who are dressed all kinds of ways, and you're going to have to deal. We're not preparing them for reality in a kind of way, and we're saying that your inability to control your urges, and also, it's, it's just I think it's, if you if you really unpack it it's rude to the young man cuz it's saying you are such a dumb animal we don't even expect you to be able to control yeah. the way that you feel when you see a girl in a dress so mm-hmm. we're not even going we're not even going to put that on your plate she's got it we're yeah. going gonna to put a blanket on her we got right. it and honestly <laughs> men should be offended by that really
1: oh absolutely it completely puts the onus on the the young woman to dress a certain way to protect herself it takes away like any kind of responsibility or even agency from the the young man or or really anybody um and I think I've mentioned before on this show that I grew up feeling i didn't I didn't know how to vocalize it at the time but very scared of my own body mm. just because we get those messages all the time that
2: like your body is gross and weird and dangerous to walk around in
1: yeah you're gonna attract their own kind of attention and it could be. Anything. It could be some something that you thought was a super innocent, modest thing, but someone else didn't see that, and that's on you. Because yeah. it's your responsibility. And I think that's a very insidious message. And we should move away from that.
2: Absolutely. Well, you know who's sort of leading that charge? Who? Tweens. Yes, go tweens. Yes, tweens are not standing for that BS. Mm-hmm. The generation below us is flat-out rejecting those notions and those sort of insidious ideas about their own bodies. At Quai High School, they started a change.org petition against the rigid dress code for prom at their school. This dress code banned backless dresses where the back dipped below the bra strap area, high slits, and dresses that show a bare midriff or contain cutouts that which expose bare skin. And... That actually does not sound super reasonable to me. Like, a backless dress, your back is not genitals, you know? It's like, your your back is your back. Boys have backs. Like, not to mention, it totally kind of pretends that there aren't people who exist along the spectrum of gender. And so, if you're saying, boys got to wear this, girls got to wear this, or girls can't wear this, it just sort of reinforces this idea that there's just one type of clothing or attire and— Girls are wearing this, and boys are wearing this, and we're going to regulate it as such, which we know isn't true. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, It kind of brings to mind the ultimate of ultimate all-time proms, Cannes Film Festival. Oh. And Kristen Stewart, uh, she just made news by taking off her high heels, because as a woman, you have to have high heels
2: on the red carpet at Cannes, which is... Hmm. Oh, this! I once had an experience with, uh, well, not at Can. I wish, but <laughs> <laughs> similar to Can, Jay Z's Forty Forty Club in Brooklyn, New York. I went with my friends, and I, if you met me in real life, you know I'm tall. I'm like six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not wearing heels because, and I, I wear heels sometimes, but I don't wear them often because I'm already tall. And and also, it, it's my business. Like I don't <laughs> have to wear heels. Yeah, and. I got there and, I, and it's a it's a nightclub. So we were dressed in club attire. Yeah, but I couldn't get in because I was wearing I was not wearing heels, and so I was wearing nice boots, like nice expensive boots, but they weren't heels. And so yeah, I guess I don't know if it's still the rule, but Jay Z, your club rules are sexist, bro, because I couldn't get into the Forty Forty Club in my boots, which were very nice and very expensive, because they were not heels. And I think it's up.
1: So. Okay, contact us, <laughs> Yes, We need an apology. Z, if you're
2: listening, I and I waited in line. Like, that was oh, the thing. It was, I mean, oh. and my friends were all wearing heels so they could all get in. So we had to have that moment of, well, well, do you want, like, is this where the night ends? Yeah. I think I was, like, we were, actually, what ended up happening was we were going for a friend's, like, special night out, and I didn't yeah. want to be the friend who ruined everything. So I said, you guys go in. I'll hit up a dive. It's fine. Yeah. And then I drank for myself in a dive bar. And it actually was a fun night. So all worked <laughs> yes. out. Jay-Z don't, Jay-Z, don't call me. You're That's fine. Awesome. We're fine.
1: This is so funny because if on the like chart of what I discuss in a week of of my life, Jay-Z is off. I don't know what's going on, but he's come up he's in so like, many conversations. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's number one in the charts right now. I don't know why or how. But some, the stars have aligned and Jay-Z is just in, like, every conversation. My other show, Food Stuff, we asked him to contact us on there as oh well. Oh, my God.
2: He might actually get in touch. Yo, if anyone knows him, make sure that he... We, we He's, like, in the air.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make sure he's aware. Yeah. Anyway, back to prom. <laughs> um, it's weird because you're supposed to be sexy at prom but not too sexy. It's Again, it's that tightrope that we're expected to walk and I'm glad that we're the tweens are leading this charge away from it. Um, And I hope to anyone listening who's getting ready for prom that you have a great experience. Uh, I remember how exciting it was. I got my hair, like, well, I got my friend to do my hair. That was a big deal for me and makeup. And it was very exciting. So I hope we continue to see this progress. And I hope everyone has a safe but fun time.
2: I hope so, too. I hope that you dance to whatever your version of one more time by Daft Punk at your <laughs> yeah. prom and it's amazing. You have a fun moment of looking around at your friends and everyone's happy. I also want to say, if you're a young person listening and you're someone for whom a big prom promposal and a big thing with prom, that is your jam, that is awesome. Yeah. Own that. If you're someone for whom that is not the case, that is also fine. Don't yeah. feel pressured that you have to be part of or not be part of the spectacle of prom. Yeah. Just ha- have it be your own thing. Whatever you feel comfortable doing. I wish there had been someone that said that about a lot of things when I was growing up that it was okay. Yeah. You can dip in, dip out, lean in, lean out, whatever felt right, you know. Yeah. And yeah, wear what you want. If you wanna rock a suit, do it. If you wanna, you know, if you're a like just do your do your thing. I think that we should be encouraging young people to do their thing at prom. And if that thing is be like I wish I if I could go back and do prom again, I would have worn a suit because I was much more aligned with what I how I felt. Yeah. But I didn't and my mom would never have allowed that. But <laughs> yeah I wish that we had a a place where we were telling young people to you know do you i guess that's I guess that's the do show, you. yeah,
1: yeah, um absolutely, like if you're listening to this and prom isn't your thing, you don't want to go, don't go i I didn't go to another we had like another kind of prom adjacent thing, and I didn't go, and I had a great time eating pizza and watching bad horror movies with my friends, also, after I got kicked out of that one prom, we went to go watch a horror movie. At a, a a movie theater, and I I had my like really nice dress, and I threw on a T-shirt that was so like emo and goth. I got from Hot Topic over the dress, and I put on Converse's And then we came out of the theater, and it was past curfew, and got in trouble again. Oh
2: my god! <laughs> Eddie you were just like,
1: I'm just trying to
2: live my life and making mistakes along the way. That's that's our that's our motto. here at it, the show. That's well, it. Tag us in all those prom pictures on Instagram at Stuff I've Never Told You. Send us those prom related tweets at Mom Stuff Podcast. And as always, hit us up on email, momstuff at howstuffworks.com.
1: So here's something that some of you might find shocking.